and let there be sound. Hello, everybody. My name is Kirby Kwan Jr., and you are currently tuning into the Ghetto Fabulous Podcast. Joining me today, as usual, is the usual co-host of choice, your boy, Skinny Jean Shane. How you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. So before we get started, um, we're recording this on May 9th, meaning that tomorrow technically is Mother's Day. So, Shane, have you been a good boy? Yeah, I got something for my mom. How about you? What did you get for your mom? Uh, some earrings. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? I got our Transformers toy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's Megatron. Yes. No, um, so funny thing happened. I, I got my mom a phone, a, a new cell phone, okay. um, and it was advertised, uh, it was supposedly advertised for being uh, four gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage. The storage I don't really care about because expandable with like an SD card. It's it's the right. RAM that's bothering me because I got a call from them and thankfully they did call us so so they're not trying to actively scam us. Um, and and they told me like, hey, um, just a quick heads up. The phone turns out there's like a um, we were misinformed about I were by by the supplier. And um, uh, it's actually three gigs of RAM and 32 gigs of storage. Oh, gosh. So I was like, well, well, shit. I mean, like, we're going to we're going to have this problem rectified, right? Like, you're going to have a return label and I could get my money back and shit like that. It's like, they're like, yes, yes, yes. We apologize for this inconvenience and we will give you like, I don't know, some kind of like reward, like gift card thing on top of that. So I'm like, all right, I, okay, I guess so like store credit. Yeah, like on top of like the refund, which I'm like, okay, I guess that's a that's a fair sentiment. And then I asked them like, will will you have the product that we, you know, thought we were gonna get in stock? Because you know it's kind of fucked up to, to to give my mom like <laughs> nothing for for Mother's Day and shit. And then they were like, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, you you fucking better. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say when exactly on any of this? Yes, these jackasses just said sometime next month. Oh, well, hmm. I told my mom this, though, so she understands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. On, on, a, on another similar note, actually, this is kind of cute. So um, so so last night, I, I got a uh, a message from my um my 11th grade math teacher, and she was like... What the fuck? <laughs> nah, nah, it's tight. She actually, like, went out of her way to, like, message me during her, her busy day, be like, yo, is you good? Well, obviously, she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't sound like that. <laughs> hey, yo... <laughs> Did you hear skill? No, but um, <laughs> but but she was like, "Yo, are, are you doing good? You know, tell me your eye and everything." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm doing eye and shit." And then we were like, just talking normally. I just heard my dad sneeze like a motherfucker. I heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, ah, <laughs> bruh, that was a rude sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't expecting that one but continue yeah so your math teacher <laughs> neither was i <laughs> holy shit man but yeah so um so that, that was pretty that was pretty cool so shout out to mm. you you know who you is you know who you are excuse me poor grammar she's she's probably gonna get on my ass for that but uh <laughs> this is called the ghetto fabulous podcast on purpose <laughs> anyways five minutes almost five minutes in so today we have gathered to talk about um movies which is funny because um you know they're not really being played in theaters because most theaters are shut down uh due to you know the the, the current lockdown so we're actually talking about Pandemic. so we're actually talking about a direct-to-video movie um 
we will be discussing Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Oh, uh, yeah. Jeez, just like fucking come. <laughs> Listen, all right? It's good. It's really good. No, no, okay? but, no, like, no, 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 no. Because you were like, oh, yeah. Because it is that good. <laughs> but yeah, you want to start off first or should I? Well, well, well firstly, because um, I've seen all the movies leading up to it, right? Because mm-hmm. just because I actually don't know. I, just, I guess I have the time. Which were... What do you think about, you know, the movies leading up to this first? We're going to do this in order, so to speak, in, in some kind of form of chronology to keep, to keep us on track. So, so, so what did you think about these movies leading up to it really briefly? Um, I thought Justice League, uh, just, Justice League War, sort of like the first one in this whole shtick. I thought that one was one of my favorites for a while. Um... Just because I felt as though, like, it was actually, like, a really good team-up story. Um, and the team-up stories, they're usually the easiest one to accomplish, right? Like, everyone just kind of shows up. So, for me, Justice League War was, like, one of the best DC movies that I had seen um, in a long time, right? And I liked it because it also brought in a DC character that I felt, you know, no one was bringing in or no one was talking about, which was Shazam. Um, uh, don't into, you like, mean you know, the original Captain universe. Marvel? Nah, they don't even call him that anymore. I know, fucking stupid legal issues. Yeah. Um, and so with the introduction of Shazam as well, right? I felt as though, like, all right, this is gonna be sick. This is actually gonna be really, really great, right? Um, and to me, it was like a little disappointing that literally every movie after that, Shazam just never showed up. Yeah, because. After that, all right, like you had other stuff like uh, what was it? Death of Superman, Reign of the Superman, um, Justice League Dark, which I felt as though like I mean, come on, Justice League Dark is literally all about magic, like, and they just don't. They only bring up Shazam once in like a single voice line from Wonder Woman, and that was it. Like he didn't have any role in this movie whatsoever. And after that, um, I would say Justice League War was good. Uh. Sorry, I already said that, sorry. Nice. Justice League Dark was good. Um, I didn't really like Death of Superman. Um, Reign of Superman was better, but still not, like, perfect or really that amazing. And after that, uh, man, like, what is another movie, that, like, in this chronological order that we're trying to achieve? I probably should have had the list out, but I'm just going to go off of memory. Uh, so Flashpoint Paradox came first, and then... yeah. Um, Justice League of War, Son of Batman, uh, Justice League Throne of Atlantis, uh, Robin versus Batman, or maybe it was the title was the other way around, regardless. Um, and then... Judas Contract? I think it was Judas. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It was um, Teen Titans versus Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was another Batman one in between. Batman Bad Blood. There was a Court of Owls, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the Batman versus Robin. Okay, okay. Uh, and then I think it was Batman Bad Blood and then Teen Titans Judas Contract. Um, I'm missing something. I, I can't remember. Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. Oh, shit, yeah. Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. And then I think it was Justice League Dark. It might have been before. I forget. Um, hmm. Trying to remember. Yeah. I think from then on, it's it's uh, Superman, Doomsday, and Superman, um, Reign of Superman. And then uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines, I think it was. Really? Yeah. Um, and then 
And then uh, Justice League, Dark, Apocalypse War. Okay. Mm, I don't know. So, I saw pretty much all of those except for um, Hell to Pay and uh, the Wonder Woman one. Because... Um, I don't know. I was just kind of like sitting around, you know, like with all this free time, what's a better time now than just to watch some DC movies? Um, and to me, I still feel as though like Death of Superman, it's like, I understand why they did it. Like they kind of just need to talk about it in order to bring in like the other Superman. Um, and that way they could bring in Superboy so that he could be introduced into the Teen Titans, um, so on and so forth. Right. Right. But I felt as though Death of Superman was just like, holy shit. <laughs> the movie starts off, like, so slow, right? I'm just talking about, oh, you know, like, Superman, or he kind of, like, wants to propose or whatever, right? Or, like, you know, tell Lois Lane his secret identity, la la la. Sure, fine, right? But then the minute the action, like, starts of just, like, that one meteor, like, crashing into the ocean, like, <laughs> it goes at like this that? breakneck pace, <laughs> Why'd you say ocean like that? <laughs> so then you would laugh. Into the uh, ocean. <laughs> ocean. Um, and the thing is, like, when <clears throat> that finally happens, right? Like, when Doomsday finally shows up, all right? It is at such a breakneck pace, right? There is literally only two things that happen in that whole movie, if you really look at it. One, all right? Clark is trying to work up the courage to tell Lois. Two, Doomsday dies, and that's it. I'll be honest, I actually do not remember uh, Doomsday as well as Randy Superman that well. In all honesty, it's kind of the most forgettable out of all of them, in my opinion. Because the thing is, like, um, all that you really need to take from this, all right, is Clark loves Lois like crazy. And he's dead. <laughs> also, Doomsday exists, but, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Um. And the thing is, like, I still feel as though, like, there's some things in this movie that I just don't quite understand, right? Which is, like, um, what was it? When Doomsday shows up, right, uh, how untouchable he is, like, compared to, like, literally the entire Justice League, um, not a single person really put a scratch in him, right? Like, everyone kind of just, like, either got the shit kicked out of them in, like, two seconds, like, um, Hal... Or, all right, they were basically near death because Cyborg was literally torn apart, right? Which seems to be happening to the guy a lot. Wonder Woman was doing good. She was, yeah. And she was actually, like, putting up, like, the best fight out of all of them, right? Which is to be expected out of, like, the main three. Um, Batman is obviously completely outclassed, so... I I, I find it kind of funny how it just so happens that Batman, like, walked out of the battle, like, fairly unscathed compared to, like, everyone else. I mean, this is going to be a recurring theme when we get to Apocalypse War, but so it, um, it, he's like, "Clark, you need to, you need to save us." And then it was like, he's just like, "I'm surprised." Superman wasn't like, "I don't know, man, you're looking high." <laughs> what happened to him, really? If you look at it, right, he like busted up a shoulder, all right, and he was bleeding from his nose, and that was it. Which is funny because there's literally a scene of that line that you're talking about where you look at Cyborg, and Cyborg's like missing arm. And his chest is torn open. He says, like, man, I have arms, man, I have legs, legs but just chest. <laughs> and he's just like, let's do this. Ugh, and then he falls down. Man, I have booyah, me done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. To me, it was like... Fucking Caribbean. 
the pacing between, let's say, Justice League War, all right, compared to um, Death of Superman, right? It's not, it's just, you almost can't compare them, right? Because for Justice League War, all right, like, it's creeping, right? Like, it's getting up to who the characters are, all right? You already know their stories, but they're showing you still, like, you know, just a little bit of the information. And they're still having, like, these fun little banter, right? Um, you have Batman and Hal, all right? Literally, like, at the beginning of the movie, all right? Just kind of, like, bouncing back and forth, which was fucking hilarious. That was hilarious. actually jokes. When, 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 uh, when Hal was like, wait, 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 don't tell me you're just some dude in a bat costume. And then Batman turns around and has that, like, weird smile. <laughs> he has the Batman, like, smile. <laughs> and not in my, only in my that, mind, all, all right? I just All I heard was, like, even though he didn't say it, all I, all I heard was, bitch, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And not only that, right? But like when he actually picked his ring right off of him without him even noticing. <laughs> and he's just like, ca- what's this do? Just casual. You weren't concentrating. And you won't do that again. And then he pulls Unless it I back. want to. <laughs> exactly. Um, Flashpoint, which is. You said that, was, that one was before this <clears throat> League War, right? Well. Yes, and, and and I mean that in terms of the story. Obviously, after that, you could tell, like, from Justice League War up until um, Apocalypse War, like, mm-hmm. that was all in itself contained sort of, like, animation style and stuff. The only thing that kind of remotely steps out of that would be Bloodlines, um, Wonder, mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Um, and at first, I did question whether or not it was canon, but then moving from Wonder Woman Bloodlines to... Because the animation like models artistically were different in terms of the art design but when you when you um watch apocalypse war she's wearing the same outfit as she did in bloodlines and it's been confirmed that it actually is canon which makes sense right um admittedly for me um i actually didn't really like justice league war when it first came out um with exception to the action i feel like the the action animation and general story was good although Really, in a story like that, it's hard to fuck up. Um, yeah. I don't like some of the voices in uh, Justice League War. Wonder Woman's voice didn't sound right to me. She sounded very American, but her cadence was meant to be very foreign, for lack of a better term. And it just yeah. did not come out right. It just sounded really strange to me. Um, Superman sounded too much like a dick, even though, you know, New 52 Superman kind of is a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, he was cocky, like, um, yeah. which is very unlike Superman the first time that I saw that. And I was just like, this is very strange. They, 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 they fixed his voice, like, in later, um, films with, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Um, and I think he does a, a, a really good job. Um, Batman's what voice. about the Bat's voice? Sorry? Oh, no, like, you were going to get to it. I was going to ask, like, what do you think of the Bat's voice? Yeah, I'm very specific with that. Ba- Batman's voice was hit or miss in Justice League War. Like, sometimes it, sound- it sounded like, yeah, he sounds like a young Batman. Other times it sounded like he was trying to sound like Batman. Like, especially, I remember that line, the, uh, one of, I think it's one of his first lines when he um, pounces on a, t- on a uh, terror demon and he asks his, like, I forget exactly what the question was, but then he says, I want answers now. And I'm like, why do you sound like you're faking it, bro? And this is, um, I believe this is Jason O'Mara. And he's not like a, he's not like a, like a slump either. I know that he could turn in decent performances, but that line delivery honestly could have used a second take. Um, I would say his voice for Batman is best in, uh, 
Batman versus Robin. Right. But I noticed like as the, the series progressed, his voice got more and more generic and less Batman-y, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Would you say that it just got more safe? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Because to me, it just felt as though like it, I mean, it didn't bother me, but I didn't necessarily find it like, you know, stellar. Yeah, um, I didn't find it compelling, I guess, like throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't help that it was also semi-inconsistent from like film to film sometimes. For sure, yeah. And to me, it was like, I will say that despite me loving like Justice League War, I do think that a lot of moments in it are like severely forced. Like when you actually got Batman's backstory part of it. Oh, and he just kind of like told you on the spot. It's like, Lizzie here, Hal. Your My boys. parents were killed in an alleyway. <laughs> yeah. And Hal literally like he just didn't know how to take that information and just like, uh, why I, are you telling me this? I, I'm not gonna lie. I did find it kind of funny when Hal was like, "Wait, how did you know my name?" And then he's like, "I read it off the the name on your jump on your flight suit." The man wears a goddamn jumpsuit with his name on it. And then he was like, "You phenomenal douchebag." <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Hal was probably the best part of that entire movie. Um, Flash was good, but a little weird here and there. Um. Victor Stone, ah, Cyborg, ah, I don't know. I feel like there has been no actual, like, good Cyborg in a long time outside of, like, the Teen Titans cartoon. How about, um, Doom Patrol? Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a whim and guess you actually haven't seen it. No. Me neither, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. And the thing about Doom Patrol as well was... Um, it looks beautiful, though. Like, the cinematography. Yeah. I just it haven't had the time to, to watch fun it. fun to me, all right? Like, you know, just from the trailers and, like, from the various clips that people were showing me, um, it just looked kind of like a lot of fun. But back to the animated stuff. Um, I feel as though there hasn't been a very good cyborg, like, in a long time for, like, animated stuff, right? Uh, the Teen Titans one was perfect, in my opinion, just because, like, you had that sort of cadence of, like, he's a lot of fun. But you also have, like, you know, he's also very good with what he does, right? You know, all the tech. He built his own car, which was hacked, actually, within the same episode. But anyways. Um, <laughs> Way to go to prove your point. And then I know. <laughs> um, all that sort of stuff. And he always had that sort of dynamic of, like, you know, my man or my machine, blah, 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 right? In this one, all right, um, just from Justice League War, right? Like, the dude is, like, bumbling his whole way through the whole movie, essentially dies, comes back, <laughs> um, and he's super pissed off, right? And what brings him back was Shazam. And to me, it was just like, I mean, I guess that's fine, but at the same time, I just feel as though, like, you could do a lot more with this character, Later down the lines in the movies, all right, like, they just kind of went forward with, like, okay, he's kind of just chill. That's it. He's kind of just a chill guy. There's not really too much to him, all right? Um, and he's still good with some of the tech, all right? But it's on and off because it's just, like, I can't open a boom portal here. I can't do it here. I need a power source. I can't do this here. <sighs> it just started to make me question, like, okay, well, what the fuck can you do? I'm... Very okay with that because he just got his powers. 
Because <sighs> fair, it's, it's not like he's Batman, right? Where like, you know, he's he's eight, and then his parents, you know, get get killed, and then he devotes his life for the next twenty years or so to 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 become the man that he is and shit. Mm-hmm. So I could get I could get behind that. Um, what annoys me though the most about this universe is Damian Wayne. Oh Lord! All right, we're gonna talk about this. This is something yeah. that legitimately bothers me about this dude. Like, I get it; he's Batman's son, biological son, but at the same time, for a majority of the run, he is like t- ten to twelve years old, right? How the fuck are you gonna tell me? I don't care who you are. How are you gonna tell me a ten to twelve year old kid, right? I don't care how gifted you are, beats a contract mercenary who trains with your grandfather. That just doesn't make sense. That's like if you told me a four-year... That's like telling me a 10-year-old could outfight George St. Pierre. That, <laughs> no. No. No, that's not how it works. That's just that's just not how it works. You know? What confused me the most was when he, like, almost killed Dick Grayson. That shit pissed me off, too. The, like, this whole universe is addicted to Dick Grayson, if you really think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. He gets his arm fucked up twice. He got stabbed with the chest. And he does. I don't even think he actually has a line in uh, in Apocalypse War. I think it was like, "Watch out!" And then that was it. Exactly. Like he he's he's so underutilized because we need to make Damien look strong, and I just don't buy it. He's he looks like a kid because he is a kid. He's spoiled. Mm-hmm. He's a brat, and that makes sense. That's his character in the in the comics, and I hate him for that reason. Which is effective because I think that that is the way that he's meant to be taken. Like he's he's meant to be of a dick, and that's and that's fine. But in this iteration, he's just too overpowered. Um, yeah. Jumping ahead just a little bit, like he has a line in, in in Apocalypse War where he's supposed to break up a fight by saying enough, and Stuart Allen does a really good job at voicing this character. But I just don't buy like with that type of voice, he does not have enough presence to really sound demanding. When he says enough, you know, because he just kind of says enough. Okay, Mickey Mouse, the fuck you going to do? <laughs> you know, I feel like if you're going to age the dude up and here's the thing, right? I, I did some research and by research, I mean, I just went on Wikipedia and I found out that this yeah. kid is uh, well, I shouldn't call him a kid. He's like 18 or 19, which is actually appropriate for the character in Apocalypse War, I guess. But but the thing is, he still sounds 12. And he does not, and like I said, he sounds like Mickey Mouse. He doesn't sound remotely demanding for him to say one word enough to break up a fight. It just, it doesn't work. Maybe on a playground, but certainly not like in this situation. (laughs) In some schoolyard. Yeah. I I just, I really hate Damian Wayne's, uh, I guess, hierarchy. how How do I say this? His, his, um, his, his, like, top tier status in this which bothers me presence in the movie i'm gonna stick with the the term that i use top tier status because because of having to shove him into like so many things to make him look super strong and he's not even part of the main trinity it sidelines a lot of characters in other films like 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 beast boy or like uh raven raven gets a, a good conclusion in 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 um, Apocalypse War, and I guess she technically was the focus of um, uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans, but you know, Starfire, fucking Dick Grayson, like, like he he doesn't like get any love. Oh, I forgot to mention, um, Batman Hush was also a part of this. Was it really? Yes, it was. 
Okay. Oh, uh, wow. Um, just to add to your point of like Dick Grayson kind of getting shafted throughout this entire animated series, I just remember the one. Um, I don't know the title because I can't remember it, but it's the one with the Court of Owls. Ba- uh, <clears throat> Batman versus Robin. There you go. Um, where uh, the Court of Owls infiltrated Batman's well, Batcave. Wayne Manor. Yeah, Wayne Manor. Um, and Dick Grayson, he's fighting like you know, he's actually fighting like the head of the Court of Owls, right? And the dude just stabs Dick Grayson once into the wall, and that's it. Dick Grayson's done out of the fight. And to me, it's just like, are you serious? This guy, like, in the comics, I don't know if they really talked about it because my memory of Batman vs. Robin is a little off, but in the comics, um, Court of Owls, Dick Grayson was meant to be one of the owls. He was meant to Talent. be one of the best owl talents. Yeah. Um, and to me, it was just like, are you serious? The dude gets stabbed but, once but into hey, the wall and that was but, it? But Shane, uh, Talon, the character did say, mm, you would have been a mighty Talon. What a shame. Oh, so they God. do reference it. <laughs> it's still stupid. <laughs> it is. It's fucking stupid. And the thing is like, I get it. All right. Like, you know, they're trying to bring, um, Damien up to speed with the rest of the characters, right? They're trying <laughs> to make him like, you know, uh, how should I say? Like a force to be reckoned with. Fine, but you're forcing it way too hard. The, the, and the thing that bothers me about that is, you know, you could do that, but you should never need to belittle or or take the the limelight away from other characters. Tell me how we have more focus on Damian Wayne than we do on characters like Aquaman, like Cyborg. You mentioned it. Oh. Shazam, <laughs> Flash. Flash gets a bit of a pass because he, he he had Flashpoint. But you know characters like like that, you know, like like um fucking Dick Grayson. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I don't know. To me, it was just it's very odd, and I wasn't really expecting his role in Apocalypse War. Um, and the thing is, as well, right? I just there was one design feature in Apocalypse War that I was very like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but. Are we going to start talking about Apocalypse War now, or, like, should we just continue with the movies, like, the lead-up? Soon, because this is, like, because I feel like you, you spent a little bit too much time talking about, like, stories and specific movies. This is what I really wanted okay. to, to nail in, and I'll go as, as fast as I can to get to, to get us to the actual movie itself. Um, right. Things that I liked about this the cinematic universe is, once again, I liked the, uh, the animation style, or the art design. It's semi- anime based but it's clearly not like like a like a avatar or like a what's it called the the one space galaxy galaxy whatever the fuck the point is it's it's not totally anime based we can see that there's some influences in it Mm. um the action is really tight in in most of these films especially in the batman ones because they focus more like martial arts and stuff um and and more like hand-to-hand melee so so that's so that's cool um Mm -hmm. For my personal liking, as much as I love I love Batman, I feel like he he gets a little bit too much going on in this universe. Like what, like Batman versus like like uh, Son of Batman, Batman v Robin, um, Bad Blood, Hush. Those are four movies under this fifteen movie like thing, I believe. Aquaman has one. <laughs> yeah, Aquaman had Throne of Atlantis, and he also had. No, that's it. So, so I, I think he might have been in Justice League versus Teen Titans. I forget. Um, I don't even remember. Remember, I think like Mira actually gets more screen time than him sometimes. That, that's why I said might have. I honestly don't remember. 
Um, the voice acting is very hit or miss in this universe. Strangely enough, as much as I hated the way that he was characterized in this, I feel like Stuart Allen actually does really, really, really well as Damian Wayne until he's supposed to be like his late teens, early adult Damian Wayne. And that's simply because he just has a really high pitched voice. I can't take him seriously as a, as a legitimate threat as, as an adult, like he, for lack of a better term, like I said, he sounded like Mickey Mouse telling, trying to break up a fight. And that just. I don't know. I didn't. I did. <laughs> I actually. I think I might have legitimately laughed out loud when I when I saw that scene when he was like enough, and I was like, <laughs> "What a story, Clark." Anyways, um, <laughs> um so what? <clears throat> th- things that I did enjoy in this is the character designs. They're faithful to both you know classic designs as well as taking some slight liberties with the new Fifty Two designs and kind of crafting it to be their own. Um, and, uh, I like the general aesthetic of these movies as well. It's very clean and crisp in terms of their, um, their line work, but it's has a slight kind of like filter to sort of like give off as if there's a a real lens. I can't quite describe it, but everything (laughs) is like there's, there's in-house lighting in terms of the way that it's drawn. But then I feel like there's also like another digital thing they put on top of it to make it look like there's a lens. I It's very difficult for me to describe since I dropped out of film school now, but it's there. Um, mm. I already mentioned the action. I mentioned the, the character models. Um, I like the progression of certain characters, specifically when it's specifically, I don't know. I, I like the way that Wonder Woman was, was, was done in, um, bloodlines but an overarching issue about about the whole like movie universe i find is it seems like having them all interconnected was a bit of an afterthought because like i said we have like four batman pictures in a 15 picture universe and that's a bit problematic you know i I like the fact that you know they, they took the time to develop the bat family and everything but you know like i said like show some love to some other characters that would probably benefit more from their own like independent solo films. Like Wonder Woman Blood Blood uh, Bloodline, excuse me, was great, you know? And it, and it and and the best thing too was they proved that within a 75-minute runtime, they could tell a story from beginning to end using non-linear storytelling and still have a very compelling story. Mm-hmm. I would say my top picks from this universe of films would be Apocalypse War, Justice League Dark. Um Wonder Woman Bloodlines. And honestly, Batman Hush, strictly for the f- for, for the for the first two thirds. <laughs> Cause I think Batman Hush actually, aside from Bloodlines, of course, looks the most visually different in the way that the colors are a lot more saturated. And there's something about that that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a dispute as to whether or not like justice league flashpoint paradox counts if it doesn't then obviously it's excluded but obviously that would be one of my favorites as well like by far okay let's talk about let's talk about what i shall call apokalyse war so uh (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how many people are actually gonna get that if you get it you get it if you don't you don't we're gonna move on from that okay where should we start um how do you feel about the story? I don't really care if you have spoilers or not, but but how do you feel about the story in terms of just the story itself and then also how it it it, it was paced during the film? Um 
I felt as though the story kind of flipped flopped between a few um, stories that we've already seen before, and I don't think that was a bad choice. So at the beginning, all right, it felt like just a regular Justice League movie to me, right? Of okay, we're getting the team together, we got a big mission, right? And then immediately after that, for I would say like a good chunk of it, it then felt like a Suicide Squad movie. Um, and it felt like a Suicide Squad movie, all right, with John Constantine and Etrigan, <laughs> because it is literally so hopeless for like I would say three quarters of that entire movie, right? Okay. <clears throat> you get this sense, right? Like, you know, things went bad, all right? How bad? They actually show you, right? Like, and they were not shy about the violence, which I really appreciated. Um, and with that sense of just how bad things got, all right? It explained a lot of things, right? When you saw Clark and what happened to him, um, you got the sense already, all right? Like, you know, this dude is meant to be unstoppable, right? But holy shit, was he stopped? <laughs> Um, you don't see any of the other characters. And what's great about this story, in my opinion, right, was that you constantly had that question in the back of your head, right? Um, you knew that Hal and Flash went down, right? Um, you knew literally... Well, yeah. (laughs) But you knew, like, after that, all right, everybody else, all right, like, we're not even 100% sure. We saw Mira's face getting torn in half, which to me was just like, holy shit. Um, We literally just saw, like, basically everyone's death, right? And the the worst thing to me, all right, like, out of all that was just sort of the results of that whole conflict. The world is dead. Boo-hoo. Whatever, right? I kind of expected that already. Um, but seeing the heroes that we've had, like, you know, all these movies leading up to, right? Just seeing just how... Especially Damian Wayne. (laughs) Okay, well... (laughs) Just seeing just how bad shit really got, all right? Uh, with them, the Teen Titans, um, even the Justice League Dark group, right? Like, it was stellar. Uh, the overall story, in my opinion, was great. The pacing was a little hit or miss here or there, right? Anytime John Constantine was on the screen, right, like, almost all forms of, how should I say, like, tension out the window. (laughs) Um, because to me, and to me it wasn't a bad thing, necessarily. Um, having that whole scene of him, alright, like, you know, which is literally the best scene out of any of these animated movies, him and Boomerang... (laughs) to me was great because it's still established or like you know john doesn't care john doesn't give a fuck really all he really cared about all right was that z was dead right um the entire world went like you know straight to hell didn't really seem to surprise him um and what did the guy decide to do all right he went with etrigan all right and like took over a whole street all right just to get shit like shit faced drunk mm. And to me, it was just like, that makes a lot of sense for his character. Clark, he shows back up, right? He's, oh, got this whole plan. He's the beacon of hope, all right? Of course, he's the Boy Scout. Mm. Raven shows up, all right? Is suffering like hell from Trigon, which to me was like, huh, I'm kind of curious about that. Because you get that sense, like, you know, throughout the whole movie, right? Trigon is here. He's going to come, he's going to come out. And to me, it was just like, I mean... Trigon is here! (laughs) 
Yeah. And to me, it was just like, I thought to myself, like, well, the easy solution here is to just let Trigon loose on Apocalypse. To me, like, that was just the overall solution of just, like, how are you going to solve a lot of this problem? Do that. Um, and when you actually start to go through the movie, you see what um, Darkseid did to all of the Justice League members, right? Mm. It was heartbreaking. It was actually hard to watch some of that stuff. Seeing what happened to Mira, all right, especially, to me, it was just like, holy shit, man, that is fucked. <laughs> overall, I think the story was fine. It felt like a Suicide Squad movie for three quarters of it, all right? Then it went right back to the Justice League um, at the very end, as well as just the beginning. At no point did I really feel a Justice League dark <laughs> from it. Because, yes, Johnson, John Constantine is throughout the entire thing, and he does his usual magic bullshit, right? <laughs> Magical but bullshit. <laughs> if you really think about it, right? Like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do, all right? I'll get rid of Trigon. Really? Yeah, How? Magic, I can't explain. He literally has that line of like, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, there were one or two parts of that overall story that I was like, that's a little weird. One, Destiny bringing... This is a major spoiler, but Destiny bringing John Constantine back to life. I was just like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> Everyone else can die in this in this series, right? Anybody else can die except John Constantine. You mean except Damian Wayne? <laughs> that too, which I was just like, when he died, I did feel a little bit of like, oh fuck, right? I don't know, man. I Mostly was like, because I was, I was like, only like that because of Batman. For me, the moment he, like that happened, I'm like, I bet you there's gonna be some bullshit that's gonna bring his bitch ass back to life, and I was correct. Yeah, I just knew it. I'm like, I'm like, these motherfuckers do not have the balls to kill this fool. They have the the balls to reboot the fucking universe, but for some reason, Robin can't die. He's God. Oh. He's he's the God. Not <clears throat> no dark side. Not no Superman. This fool is Jesus. I <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's the second coming of Christ. This fool is not the second coming of Batman. He's the second coming of Jesus, motherfucker. Like of God. Yeah. I, it just doesn't make sense to me. It, it does not. Exactly. And to me, it was just like, there's moments in the movie that, like, you really feel the stakes, right? You can really feel like, oh, shit, like, this is really bad. Like, things are going to go down, right? Like, you know um, shit is wrong when someone who sounds like he's 12 can stop a fight. I'm never going to let that go. I never. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It bothers you. But I don't know what bothers me more, Joker without eyebrows in Suicide Squad live action or Damian Wayne in this animated universe. Yeah. Um... Luthor, I was honestly surprised didn't have a backup plan. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. I need. I need to say. I love for some reason. Even though I love Cl Clancy Brown, a close second to Clancy Brown is this version of Lex Luthor's voice. You really think so? Yes, it's it's so fitting for this douchebag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not true. That's not true. The close second would be I forgot who did it, but but the person who voiced Lex Luthor in um. All-Star Superman, but, like, I don't know why. There's something about this douchebag version of, of Lex Luthor I'm actually cool with. To me, it's, like, the weirdest mix because I find it, like, the cadence is just right for, like, sniveling but cocky. Mm. Because there's moments, right, like, you know, you see him, like, you know, kissing ass to Batman, right? I'm just like, do I get to stay alive in any of these plans? And Batman's just like, don't worry about my plans. He's like... Right now, just worry about carrying out those plans. You answer exactly. to me. 
Exactly. <laughs> swear to God, swear to me, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, there's moments that you feel the stakes of the movie. You, there's moments where you feel as though, all right, like, you know, an- anything could happen at this point, right? Um, I'm honestly surprised that Darkseid didn't kill Superman. Really, like, because to me it was just like, listen, all right, you got what you wanted, all right? You built the, uh, what are they called again? Paradooms. Which sounds and, funny. <laughs> yeah, to me it was just like, that's fucking jokes, man. You can't like, be serious with this come shit. Come on, man. Like, the only thing that's that's more ridiculous than Robin is Paradooms. Or Terradooms, excuse me. <laughs> to me it was just fucking jokes. Like, you can't be serious. You really want to call them these things. Because it's just, like, one mispronunciation away from Paradigm. Yeah. Um, And then there's moments when you see John Constantine and Etrigan literally just shooting the shit. <laughs> Having fun, alright? Um, which to me is, like, I understand why, right? You can't have a movie like this without, like, a single lick of joy, right? There has to be something to break up, like, the tension with a lot of these things, right? Real quick, And John Constantine does well with that. While I remember this, fucking Lady Shiva was teased to be, like, a force to be reckoned with in Batman Hush. And she was completely fucking wasted in this movie. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the type of shit I'm, I'm talking about. How about we, you know, remove Damian Wayne from like two movies or some shit and then have like characters like Lady Shiva not being put to waste and being a fucking scrub at the end of the day? How about that? Mm-hmm. No. Because arguably the most, the, the, the most like, um, interesting thing about Batman about Batman characters is perhaps actually their villains you know and we kind of got to see some of them sparingly in in uh in the in the Batman hush movie but we could have gotten so much more but no but no we need to have enough yeah fucking um, I never hated a fictional character so much in my life before <laughs> Jesus <laughs> but yeah to me like overall what I'll say is I like the story. Um, I didn't mind that it felt more like a Suicide Squad movie, because uh, if you really think about it, that makes a lot of sense for the situation, right? This whole, how should I say? I'm going to call it like the reboot button. This whole reboot button of a movie, right? It just made a lot of sense, right? That shit is bad. Not just bad, like world-endingly bad, Right. Barry himself said, right, that he would never, ever create another Flashpoint universe, right? Unless Warner Brothers told him to. Unless Warner Brothers paid him to. (laughs) Hey, is that a timeline? It would be a shame if someone fucked it up. (laughs) And to me, it was just like, at the end of the movie, right, I was like, ah, I mean... I'm curious with what they're going to do now, right? Like, where is the story going to go with a lot of these things, right? Because this sets up the entire Rebirth universe, right? Are we going to get, like, a full, like, the new 52 stories now? I I pray to God that Batman doesn't get his Rebirth suit, the fucking, with the orange outline. Oh, my goodness. (sighs) What I'm more curious about is if they're actually going to bring in some of the newer characters from the comics, like Signal. I don't know if you know about that guy. I don't think I. I don't think it really like is important pertaining to this particular. He's not. Podcast. In all honesty, like they wasted this character a lot. No, no, but anyways, no, I, meant, I meant like in this podcast because because like we're starting to drift a little bit like too long 
in regards to just like talking about stuff in general. Yeah. So, so to laser focus ourselves back on track, um, I'll quickly mention like how I feel about the story. The story itself is, is strangely stock standard in the sense of like, Hey, big bad shit goes to shit hits the fan. We need to, we need to like conjure up ourselves to fuck him up. Cool. We've seen this in multiple different like universes and stuff. The way that it's handled in this one was pretty good. Um, a common flaw that I see with these is sometimes we don't get to see the absolute max of what the fuck happened and how shit went down. Um, since there is a twist to it, uh, with this movie, it's a little bit more forgiving than let's say, um, end game. And this is a common flaw that I'm noticing with these is we don't get to see the immediate consequences of what happens when heroes go down, you know, mm -hmm. um, they just kind of skim over it. Um, with this, I think it's arguably worse because it's been two years, right? Uh, and, and we see the world is still shit. I want to see, like, like after showing showing us the the, the characters getting captured or, or getting fucked up, I want to see how badly the world reacted. That would have been more of a of an emotional anchor, but but we do not get to see that. Um, mm -hmm. Shane mentioned how he felt like it was a suicide story, a suicide squad, <laughs> geez, suicide wow, squad story. I would disagree with that. To me, it felt like a, a semi buddy cop with um, uh, Constantine and Superman. Um, and then we also get some rewards to uh, finishing off a few storylines like um, Etrigan somewhat, somewhat um, and Raven, more importantly, with Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon, <laughs> with Trigon. Qui Gon Jin, <laughs> yes. Um, so 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 that was so so that was that was okay. Um, seeing the and and I think this is like like this pertains to a point I made earlier, right? When we saw the Suicide Squad and saw how they they you know interacted with each other after like the whole dare I say crisis um, of of like the superheroes getting all fucked up, you know. This is what I mean. This is fun. I want to see how they got into that type of situation with Lois Lane and Harley Quinn and, and all of them. I want to see how that happens. Lois Lane suddenly becoming a badass like Rogue Warrior. How did that happen? I need to know. These are things that are glossed over without mention. And I get it. You know, you only have 75 minutes. Actually, in this particular film, they had another 15 minutes to work with. So I get it. But these things need to be at least explained, even if it's an exposition. It just there needs to be something there. And, and this is sort of like criticisms of like weak writing. You know, there needs to be more. Um, mm -hmm. I, I understand, you know, show, don't tell, but you don't show. And not only do you not show, you don't tell either. And that's a bit of an issue. Again, with the whole entire, like, n like not showing how the, the heroes, you know, went down makes sense for the reveal of, like, how they turn out and how Darkseid abused them to his own will. That's fine. Um, but I just feel like there could have been more uh, mm -hmm. there. Um, wasted opportunities, I feel like is is always going to be in these type of films and uh one of them is batman in the mobius chair I, I feel like he i feel like that was there just to just for the visual because he never actually uses it even in his big moment where you know all the heroes have turned back to normal and then it's just dark side and batman versus the world basically you know mm -hmm. I, I wanted to see, I legit wanted to see like Batman going like ape shit and not doing anything besides sitting in the chair and just like abusing everybody. But he was like, okay, I'm going to get off my godlike status in the chair. 
I'll still fuck you up, don't get me wrong, but like, you know, I could completely just sit down and do nothing, and that would have saved so much in the animation budget, and on top of that would make me physically look even more imposing, because I don't even need to move a muscle, but nah, we're just gonna waste this opportunity, I mean, don't get me wrong, the fight was still badass, and it was very satisfying for me to see Damien get his ass kicked by, by, by Batman, but a bit of a wasted opportunity there, um, I think the biggest issue for me is just how abruptly it ends. Because cause they were like, oh, okay, so we have perhaps like a few hours up to a week before the Earth gets destroyed. Hmm, what should we do? I don't know. Let's let's mourn. About, you know, let, let's 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 think about what we should do. And then Flop just like, is that a timeline? Finna fuck that shit up? Fuck y'all. Well, and it just doesn't. It was more of Constantine like goading him into it, right? Well, Constantine at this point is like, Regin, I just want to die and meet my my, 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 my my girlfriend in heaven. Like, just allow mans, basically. <laughs> yeah uh but but it just ends kind of abruptly and also my boy nightwing man wasted completely wasted do you know do you know what would have been fun to see you know maybe maybe what should happen is 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 he becomes batman on earth you know i get it we did it already in and and in bad blood but he did that out of obligation, so to speak, just to fill the void in Gotham. I want to see how he would do filling the void of the Earth, you know, because every superhero has gone rogue or not rogue, excuse me, has, has gone MIA. You know, maybe Dick Grayson could be the one motherfucker that proudly wears the, the, the symbol of Batman and, and, and wants to defend Gotham or the world in this case, you know, because Raven's like gone to shit. She can't do anything. You know, technically the most active superhero is Lois Lane. Am I was I right? say Harley Quinn, but yeah. Am I right or am I correct? That's a hit. That, 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 that's a, that, you know, that's fucked up. You know, like, I, like Superman doesn't have his powers. He's excused. Constantine and Etrigan have to be Constantine and Etrigan. Excused. Damien Wayne has too much spotlight on him already. So he's denied. I don't want to say excused. He's denied. <laughs> You know, any any of and, and same thing with the Teen Titans. Any of the Teen Titans. It could have been Corey. It could have been Beast Boy. Maybe stepping up to, to to being more of a of a man. You know, but no, they have they all have to get killed. Or yeah. actually, well, I guess Starfire wasn't killed, but you get the point. Okay, fine. Well, can we at least have like um, Nightwing die honorably? Yeah, we totally could. You know, he got stabbed in the chest, and then he was botched in a in a revival with the Lazarus Pit. Do you know why I have a problem with this? We already have a character that exists in the DC universe that has this exact same story in the name of Jason, Jason Todd. Todd. Exactly. Why do we need to do this and and fuck up like Dick Grayson like this? To me, I was waiting for the part in the movie right where you actually see Jason Todd because here's the thing, right? Not only is my favorite character, but you actually saw more of the Bat family, like, at the end, more than anything else. Which, to me, was, like, two things that were surprising to me in this movie. One, alright, Damien was actually, like, the big player in this whole thing. What the fuck? Two, it was literally just the Justice League. There was nobody else. I was expecting Arthur to bring in the Atlanteans. I was expecting the Warriors of Themyscira to, like, join in as well. I was expecting, like, they come up with their own little army or something like that, all right? Because they know that Darkseid has, like, the parademons, right? Like, as his army, right? I mean, they didn't know about the paradooms, but still. 
I was expecting more of the team up. I was expecting more of the Teen Titans along with this as well. Not like they'd just be at home, like, you know, chilling and whatever, right? And I still think as well, all right, like, the overall story, it bounces back and forth so much, all right? And I'm honestly surprised that Batman chose uh, Constantine as the backup, <laughs> Okay, I felt like, as though that there could have been more to, like, a backup plan, right? Outside of just John Constantine, right? Being John Constantine. Yeah. I think on that note, too, ha- having Constantine as a backup plan isn't necessarily a bad idea. But why, no pun intended, keep him in the dark about that? Yeah. You know, ha- having Zatanna, like, like, be the one to tell him to fuck off or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. But how about, you know, tell him why? <laughs> You're telling him to fuck off. Because do you know what easily could have happened? If Darkseid decided to keep Superman as his pet, the world is just going to die. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know, man. But for, for being, you know, the, the the world's greatest detective and arguably the smartest man alive in this universe, he's kind of dumb. Well, <laughs> to yeah. me, what's a little weird, right? And honestly, it was probably the cruelest part of the movie. Despite... Constantine being the backup plan, right? He still had to watch Z die. <laughs> Which to me is just like, but like, you didn't have to do that, Batman. <laughs> you didn't have to like... And what's sad to me, right, is the idea of like Z basically realizing like, yeah, he's gonna have to watch me die, isn't he? Yep, okay, well, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. Cast a spell, make him run away, right? Watch her get essentially torn get apart out, by Get out, get out, get out of my life. <laughs> And, oh, man, there's just a few story issues here, right, that I just think, like, you didn't have to do that. You really, really didn't have to do it like that. Um, I did find it interesting, though, that uh, Batman was put into the chair of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I... And all he was was essentially Darkseid's um, assistant. He's... Calabat. No, he was not Calabac. He was, uh, wasn't it Metron? No, I, I made the joke, the pun. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't worry, I know what you're going You ruin things, Shane. <laughs> you're tearing me apart, Shane. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. to me, it was, um, there's two things in this movie, right, that, like, piqued my interest the most. One, Trigon versus Darkseid, a line from him, right, which was, so these are the new gods. And to me, it was just like, wait a minute, where the fuck is New Genesis? <laughs> where is any of the other new gods? Where is Orion, um, uh, Darkseid's blood son? Exactly. Where are any of these other side characters? You know what would have been sick if that was the backup plan? Exactly. Like, we bring in, like, you know, uh, some of the old gods. We bring in Zeus. That would have been actually kind of cool. Or Hippolyta, uh, like Queen Hippolyta comes to fight Wonder Woman. That would have been a good mirror match. Exactly, right? Um, but, I mean, at this point, like, we're just kind of nitpicking, right? The story overall, I think, is fine, right? It doesn't really bother me too much. I still think that it's good. Um... But I just kind of feel as though, right, like, you know, there's one or two details here, right, that, like, it just gets really, sorry, it just gets really, really weird, right? When it, when Trigon um, possessed Superman, right, and burned out the kryptonite from his body, 
sure. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, all right? Like, you know, you want your host to be as strong as possible. See, I'm okay with that, but where the fuck did he get his suit from? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, no. It's just like, wait a minute. Shouldn't you just be butt-ass naked right now or Butt-ass naked or at least wearing the same slacks earlier. I understand the burning off the, the kryptonite thing. That, that, that makes sense. Where the fuck did you generate the suit from? <laughs> my clothes are part of my body. <laughs> I am the fabric. Exactly. And not only did it give him, like, a suit, but it gave him a completely different suit. <laughs> did it? No, it was the same. It was different? It looked different to me. I swear then to again, God. I like, swear to God I wasn't paying too much attention to, like, some of the costume designs, but it, there were details on some of the costumes. I was just like, wait, what universe are we in right now? <laughs> well, well, they do advance. Like, Cyborg has the biggest change. Well, I lied. Batman does. He, he goes through, like, three different fucking suits. Um, Wonder Woman had the biggest change, which I think was the most appropriate because her suit in um, War was kind of weird. Blackluster? Yeah, it just looked weird to me. I don't know. There's something about it that just looks wrong to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the Flash stayed exactly the same. Um, Shazam also stayed the exact same. Which is fine. You know, Super- Superman went through a few changes. Like, uh, he got rid of the, the weird, like, collar and he goes back to the traditional... Um, like cut down type of fuck trim. <laughs> it took me a while to, yeah. to remember what it was called. Um, and, and I think that's probably why you might have thought that the, the costume changed. Maybe, but to Night, me, it Nightwing was still... actually went through a lot of changes too. Now that I think about it, oh boy, he went. He what went from it? he went from his weird, well, not weird. He actually looked okay. He went from the the gray suit with the with the blue bird to the new 52 suit with the red and then to the traditional um sort of like 90s and early 2000s modern era blue uh with the with the blue sleeves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know what you're talking about yeah. doesn't matter because and... he was fucking wasted yeah but gosh what was the point that i was trying to get to oh man um how trigon and new gods yeah like they brought up more of the universe in this movie right which to me was like fine and i'm so curious now if that's actually going to be something when we get into the rebirth um <laughs> but there's just moments of like weird voice lines or like you know weird line reading that i'm just like wait a minute that you need to talk about that a little bit more than just not at all see i think i figured out why they couldn't I mean, they certainly can, but it would have been confusing for people who haven't been following this. The, the reason why I feel like is because of, like I said, that the problem with the continuity in these films is they're so loose and they don't actually yeah. do a lot of world building. They did with Trigon. They did with Doomsday. They did a lot with the Bat family, but they don't really, they never took the time to establish like outside of essentially like Gotham, right? Mm-hmm. When was the last time that they did something with Co City. Exactly. When was the last time they 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 talked about, let's say, uh the Green Lantern Corps. Exactly. Like I was Hal actually no sorry, not Hal. Was John Stewart in any other films besides Apocalypse War? He was. He was in Justice League Dark. Okay, that's where was it was it Justice League Dark or, or was it? It was because uh, Batman actually has a line where he's telling John that he's being possessed by evil magic, and John oh, right, right. throws yeah. like I don't know a giant green ray at Batman, and that's it. 
Right, right. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like there's so many rich universes that could have, or, or rich parts of the universes that should have been introduced prior to Apocalypse War to make it more compelling. And arguably mm-hmm. speaking, I would not have minded to see an Apocalypse War split into two movies. You know, actually, yeah. I will say this though, con- considering that they that they had a an hour and thirty minute runtime, they kept it fairly cohesive and the pacing fairly fairly good, with exception mm-hmm. to the really abrupt en- ending. But it just would have been significantly more beneficial if, like I said, we had four Batman pictures. And when I say pictures, I mean motion pictures, which is another word for a movie. And, you know, I love Batman. In fact, <laughs> sitting next to me, I have a, a Batman cowl that is inspired by this animated universe's design. But it's just like we, we probably could have skipped over Batman Bad Blood and replaced it with the movie to establish the new gods or or... Or how about this? Where the fuck did Wally West come from? <laughs> oh my gosh. I literally asked you that. <laughs> right? You see? I asked you, like, I sent you like two messages when I like picked up the movie because you saw it before me. <laughs> yes, I saw it the, the, the day it came out digitally and, ha- and I downloaded it and everything. But like, it's just where, like, if we removed Batman Bad Blood, that's probably some that we, we could have had. We could have established... You know, if you really want to force it, you know, to have at least like a one character that everyone already knows, you could have forced maybe um, Damien, since you guys love doing that anyways, Damien Wayne in there <laughs> to, to establish a, a proper Teen Titans movie. Because Judas Contract was great, but it, it's very self-contained. It doesn't do anything for the universe. You could skip it. Um, the only dope thing about Judas Contract is it, it redeems Deathstroke, thank fucking God. Um... <laughs> Oh my god. Um or another option was you could have used maybe uh Shazam and Superman to meet the new gods. That would have made a lot of sense actually. Actually, I'll probably I probably would have went Zatanna and Shazam meet new gods because that would have been a really interesting dynamic and then on top of that too, they're both magic users. Well, to me, it was like I was more surprised that Shazam wasn't part of like um, Justice League Dark, or like he wasn't at least <laughs> mentioned once. When you said Dark. It's not like you said no, Dark. I was like, I was. <laughs> Justice League Dark. To me, it was dark. just surprising that like we didn't actually get more than a single voice line, all right, about Shazam, all right? And the thing is, like, there is honestly a really, really weird situation in these movies where nobody talks about Shazam. You know... And then he shows up once in Justice League, like, you know, Apocalypse <gasps> War, gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> he, he only had one line in that movie. Did you realize? Shazam! That was it. And that was it. Oh, man. And I don't know. Like, to me, it's like... If you wanted to introduce the new gods, right? If you wanted to have, like, a situation where, like, you know, Darkseid versus um, Queen Hippolyta or something like that, right? There's, like, a number of ways that you could do it. Yes, of course, right? But I still feel as though, all right, like, even if you did do that, all right, I don't know what the effect would be. Earth would still be fucked, essentially, right? Um... The whole sort of dynamic between the new gods and, um, how should I say? Actually, sorry. The whole dynamic between New Genesis and Apocalypse, all right, is that neither one is meant to, like, get 
control, right? Neither one is meant to be better than the other, right? According sure, to you the, could get the fight. treaty, yeah. Yeah, sure, you could get a fight between the two, all right? But at the same time, all right, like, Apocalypse can't let New Genesis get, like, the better of them, right? Um, New Genesis can't do the same thing for Apocalypse. And if you really think about it, all right, this whole movie would not have happened if the Justice League decided, let's just wait. Let's just wait a little bit. So, in all honesty, a lot of this movie is the Justice League's own fault. Yes. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> and to me, it's just like, I feel as though, like, that argument, right, kind of already compels, is like, there's just no way, all right? Like, you know, if you really wanted to bring in New Genesis, all right, it doesn't quite make sense. Because the Justice League asked for all of this. <laughs> now, they knew even, what was going to happen, right? They knew shit was going to get bad, right? Now, even though I, I, it sounds like we hate this movie, we don't. It's just that we're I fucking seeing, love it. <laughs> yeah, we, we are seeing a lot of opportunities being missed. But most of these issues derive not from this movie itself, but more so from poor planning leading up to this movie. Yeah. Um, the world building, I would say, while I don't think is absolute trash, it's not particularly a strong suit over this universe. It, it's it's very minor, and sometimes it feels like it's honestly like a mass. Uh, sorry, an afterthought. There are certain films in the series that seem very standalone, and if and you could skip over it entirely and not miss a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Films that come to mind like this are Judas Contract, uh, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. Which honestly, I feel like was just there as a cash in for the for the live action movie, um, Batman Hush, um, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Although that was like probably one of the strongest entries from this uh, film franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck Batman and Son. That had so much potential, and it was terrible to me. Batman and what's her? Batman and Son, or they called it something oh, else. Yeah. Son of Batman. Excuse me. Um, yeah, even the yeah. Court of Owls one, uh, Batman versus Robin, it doesn't really do anything for the universe building. See those two movies right there. Okay, maybe maybe keep Son, Son of Batman because you need to establish Damien, but um, uh, the one with with Court of Owls that mm-hmm. is so useless as a story building de- or a world building building device that could have been an hour fifteen minutes dedicated to a different character or introducing new ones entirely. Um, same thing with Batman Bad. Bad Bloods, you know the 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 action in that movie was great, fantastic. Not even gonna lie. Um, the Heretic's design, beautiful. Heretic himself, wasted. Um, yeah. uh, but but these two films alone could have been removed and and replaced with better world building. Either, you know, if we want to int- introduce New Genesis and, and and them, we could have done that, or maybe we could have defined um, Apocalypse War into two pieces or two films that could have been done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's just similarly to granted the somewhat unrelated similarly to how Spider-Man in the MCU is fundamentally, fundamentally flawed because he's Tony uh, Stark's bitch. Um, the conclusion to this universe was already fundamentally flawed because they ran out of time ran out, and, and budget as well, I guess in relation to time and they did not establish the universe as strongly as they probably should have. I think the thing that we're trying to say, um, more so than anything, right, is like, I think they just kind of got a little too high off of like Batman fever. Because <laughs> the yeah. thing is, like, 
there's four movies to Batman, right? There is technically one standalone for Wonder Woman, but you know, there's one for like all of them. I, I can't. Uh, I can't lie. You, you, like, I actually really do recommend watching like Bloodlines. It's it's pretty. It's pretty good. It, it feels the closest thing to like an original. The the way that they used to do it, where like they would they would take an original story, adapt it, or completely craft an original story. Yeah. Because I feel like the more they try to serialize things, they just weren't. That was like the weakest point of these movies story wise. Is they don't feel legitimately serialized, and that. Is the pro- actually aside from the Batman movies, they don't feel serialized. And the problem with that is, if you're trying to establish your Batman universe, they did a decent job at that. The issue is in the grand scheme of things, which is where I think ultimately is where they were going to, especially because it ended with Apocalypse War. It actually became more of a detriment to establish Gotham so well and not anything else. Yeah. Because I feel as though, like, what we're kind of hitting on right now, right, is that all of this kind of combines back to, like, some of the points that we had of just, like, you know, it kind of feels a little weird where we actually don't have any Themyscirans outside of Wonder Woman fighting on Apocalypse. We don't actually don't have any Atlanteans, you know, like, there's just no armies, right? Like, these people kind of just show up, right? And you send in... To Orm. (laughs) I love saying his name. (laughs) (laughs) Orm. And to me, it's like, I totally see what you mean by, like, there is just some universe building that is just completely lacking here. Because the thing is, like, I feel as though, ah, man, there's just some parts of, like, the other animated movies, right? Where, like, you are on something. You are on to a point that you can really expand on, right? But because you... There you go. But because they know, hey, all right, we actually only have like, you know, I don't know, limited time, all right, and we can't really commit too much on this, all right, they just completely like ignore it, right? Yeah, because the thing, the thing about like Justice League Dark as an example, like this goes to show, while it wasn't perfect by any means, it goes to show that you can have um, like one big hitter and Batman in the side role and then still have these main characters take like well the leading roles i guess of the story and build up the the world you know all, and mm. and mind you batman had the, the easiest lines to read and all jason omara needed to do was just go in there and go mm. <laughs> <laughs> which he did a lot by the way in apocalypse war did he well yeah he I, did I guess, yeah. remember when uh, luthor was talking to him <laughs> but but yeah uh. like they could have and and here's the thing that's just batman being batman right arguably Yes, he's a bit of a hack in in that movie, but but that works. Do you know what yeah. also would have worked? Um, bring in Shazam in in most movies. I know it sounds like we're kissing his ass, but I feel like with the presence of Shazam, there's a lot of fun that could be pushed into it in relation to other characters. Mm-hmm. Same thing with perhaps Barry Allen. Do you know what? I would love to see this version's Hal Jordan a little bit more. To me as well, because he's actually hilarious. <laughs> It's funny because this is technically meant to be based off of the Ryan Reynolds version, except no one saw it. So yeah, it's actually pretty no good. <laughs> but yeah. he's a good shit talker, right? Like, that's kind of his thing. Um, and his- yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, there could have been a lot more to this universe, right? When, uh, what was it? Um, 
in Apocalypse War, like, when Darkseid was just like, I'm gonna go to Oa and destroy it, I'm just like, oh, please, like, I care? Oh, by the way, um, you know, especially, you know, in quarantine right now, I understand that with a short amount a short amount of time your hair can look different how the hell in two years time did the superman get gray hair not only that but he turned uh, into Reed why Richards did he breath? lose his beard after trigon possessed him the beard motherfucker the suit <laughs> <laughs> fuck the beard the suit <laughs> what oh man <laughs> Okay, we're, we're starting to ramble a little bit too much. How? Give us a rating uh, out of five stars for this film, and where and things that you think DC and Warner Brothers probably should have learned with this attempt at a serialized movie animated universe. So I would give it um, after all of our discussion and sort of like the points that we brought up. I would give it a. Four out of five, um, where which is not the highest out of my list. I would give like Justice League Dark like a four point five, but anyways, um, I think the story is still great. I think that they accomplished what they wanted, all right, like pretty well. There was a lot of shock factor like throughout the entire movie, which is fine. Like the suit, the suit, yeah. <laughs> um and. Out of all this, I would hope that Warner Brothers understands, all right? Like, you don't need to be scared to give your other characters, like, the limelight, right? Because um, John Constantine was never really necessarily, like, you, uh, how should I say? Like, necessarily, like, one of the bigger characters in the DC universe in general, right? Um, but I'm glad they gave him more time. Zatanna especially wasn't really that big, unless you're reading, like, some of the later comic stuff right now. She was kind of wasted, too, not gonna lie. Exactly. She did, like, one blast of energy against a Paradoom that we didn't see, and then that was it. I mean, te- technically, you know, she did save the world by by, by, by telling Constantine to fuck off, but, but still. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, and I think, all right, that... If you want to start, right, growing this universe, right, because essentially that is what Barry's going to do, right? That's what Barry's allowing Warner Brothers to do. Um, reboot the entire cycle, right? Don't be scared to tell longer stories. I honestly didn't mind that it was, that it could have gone maybe like, you know, to two movies, right? Like your point. I would have totally eaten up like a, se- a part two. Um, and if you want to go over, right, like, that usual limit of the movies, I think that's perfectly fine as well. Well, it, it isn't because of budgetary restraints, actually. I know, I know. I'm just kind of, like, wishing here, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. To me, it's, I think, Warner Brothers' experiments with this whole situation, right, was still successful. I still enjoyed a lot of good movies. I think Flashpoint was spectacular. I think that this movie was spectacular. And I still had a lot of fun. And to me is like what this kind of tells me is that they're starting to understand. DC starting to understand that their strength really lies in some of their animated features. Um, And yeah, that's sort of what I hope that they kind of understand. All right. Like your strength lies in the animation. You have great characters. You can do banter really well amongst all of them. All right. You just need to not be scared to tell like individual stories. Okay. Uh, for me, I would say 
if you decide to do a serialized universe again, you need to commit to the serialization 100%. You know, you have to have the continuity matchup 100%. And, and as a result, refrain from giving Batman so much attention. And then on top of that, you know, I, I know I said four out of 15 pictures were Batman pictures, but then you had another two in Teen Titans where it was very Damien focused. So effectively, out of 15, almost half of them were were dedicated around these two characters. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. um, you, if I, um, I understand that, like having Batman's inclusion in, let's say, Justice League Dark was to ensure sales. So that makes sense. Um, so if you want to use characters like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, Flash, so on and so forth, you don't always need to have to have it centered around a story strictly amongst them those exclusive characters in their in their own books you could use them sparingly in other characters as cameos you know maybe bring they could be the link to bringing them into you know bigger events you know batman technically was the link in bringing zatanna and um and constantine into apocalypse war and in turn uh constantine was able to bring swamp thing uh, to to fuck with the third device you know that that's that was well done. They could probably do that more often in a serialized universe. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Cost-cutting measures in terms of keeping everything serialized, you could re reuse the same character models. I don't think is a bad idea at all. And thankfully, like the art design in this, I actually really enjoyed. I know some mm -hmm. people apparently have their gripes with it, but I think it's fluid. It's just detailed enough so that it doesn't look too simple but simple enough so that the action scenes look very free flowing. And by the mm -hmm. way, the actions the the action scenes probably the best in this whole franchise compared to like all of the DC animated movies, I think. The I only th mm. the, the only thing that comes close to me at least as far as realism would probably be um either Dark Knight Returns or um this is a bit older and kind of niche, but the um the Deadshot short in batman gotham knight you were gonna say right. something shane well for me the action uh, it was just kind of like a point for the action which is um i think certain movies do the action really well a lot of them do not <laughs> um because for me like anything with superman fighting in it i think is like holy shit that is kind of boring i my biggest gripe, all right, and like sort of like the biggest point that I have towards this is watching Superman break the neck of Doomsday was the most awkward sort of death that I've ever seen for that character. Oh, um, also, uh, if you have Superman fighting another super powered character, don't do that thing where when they clash, like, like when a, when a, when a, when a, when a punch or a blow lands don't flash the white it's actually very disorienting and it breaks up the flow especially yeah. if it ha happens too close like like the end fight between superman and and dark side in apocalypse war was a bit of not hard to watch but a bit a bit of a chore to watch i thought it was lame and not only that but like okay i feel like we're getting a little back to like you know that topic we're cause... fucking moving on shane yeah shit uh so, so, but yeah, that, that's what I would say. Establish the characters. Um, sorry, establish the universe. Don't laser focus too much on Gotham. Gotham is fine. Everyone knows Batman really well. Focus on other 
um, areas of the earth um, in, in DC continuity. Um, and that's only if it's serialized. If it's not, don't even worry about it. Um, but but if it is going to be serialized, you have to focus on it because then things get really messy and unorganized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would also say that the, the biggest thing is just like, don't be lazy in the beginning. Put your foot down and and, and call and call it. Don't don't make decisions out of like, um, I guess financial things because because that's what ends up fucking you up even more. And also. For the love of God, stop forcing characters down your audience's throats. I'm sick of seeing Damian Wayne. I, I came so close to being sick of seeing Batman, and I'm a huge Batman fan. You know, um, And do not put your characters to waste. You have good, rich characters with a lot of great stories. Use them. It's not always going to be about Batman. It's not always Superman, Wonder Woman. Even Wonder Woman is getting shafted, bro. You can't be shafting Wonder Woman, bro. That's like your biggest money maker right now, and especially in the live action industry. Do not shaft your characters. So, that, so that's what I would say. Now, I forgot to mention my, my rating for Justice League War, or sorry, uh, Justice League Apocalypse War is the same as Shane's. I would say it's a it's a solid four star entry. Um, the biggest issue with it is not so much within the film; it's more so the pre established notion leading up to the film, which is that it already had like a. I would, the way the best way for me to word it is it seems like prior to this film it already had like one foot out the door um moving moving on forward um i believe the next slated film that's meant to come out is a standalone superman movie called superman the the man of tomorrow or something like that or clark Kent, uh. the man of tomorrow um i don't know if you've seen it yet shane but um the art style is definitely a huge departure it kind of looks like you know the the animated show archer yeah kind of looks like that <laughs> oh lord it's gonna be interesting I, it looks weird when it's in, in stills that are released but i need to see it in motion first so okay. I, I as of right now i'm not a big fan of this art style especially since the line work is really saturated but the actual character models and, and stuff is very unsaturated when it comes to the colors so it's gonna be a very interesting thing to see but um i actually do not mind if if they bring back just standalone movies with its own stories with, with with the only context you need is, is general context of these characters. You know, we look at a film like Superman Red Sun, the production quality to me feels different. The voice acting, the voice acting in Superman Red Sun was top notch. We haven't seen something like that in a long time. It was very refreshing. Um, stick with like, having these, these aspects work is great. We need to see mm-hmm. more of that, you know, the 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 overall voice acting in in the series was kind of mediocre. When it was good, it was it was good, but when it was bad, it was horrific. You wanna you want a really good example from Apocalypse War that's been on my mind? Sure. When Superman snapped oh, okay. at Darkseid and he landed every punch with a single like word, it was so awkward and stilted. <laughs> to me, I don't think anything is as weird as in Batman Bad Blood when. Uh, Dick Grayson as Batman stopped the car to to yell at Damien being like, I, the last thing I want to be is in this suit because I was like, you need a fucking second take, bro. That was horrific. <laughs> to me, it was hearing Clark being like, you took everything away from me. I'm... My, and then, 
It was just like, <laughs> why did you? You made it. You know what? The more I think, it, it kind of sounds like a kid who's crying, but they can't control their breath just yet. That's and exactly to what it sounded so, like. Sorry for breaking the dishes. Here's the thing, right? Like, if you want to do that, all right, the only way to make that cool or interesting, you have to do it only in three words. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Yeah. <laughs> she shells but a sea shore. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Okay, but moving onward. Um, yeah, I think I actually said everything I need to say. Establish the characters if you're going to be ser- uh, the universe if it's going to be serialized. I would say the bread and butter ultimately leading up to this is to not have it serialized and have like standalone films. Um, mm-hmm. Things that pop into mind immediately um, is the first Wonder Woman movie that they made was simply just called Wonder Woman where he, where he, uh, he fucked up, where she fucked up Ares. That was tight. Um, uh, Batman under the red hood, of course, um, flashpoint, uh, justice league doom. Um, Oh, and of course, one of my favorites, Superman, all-star Superman, you know, these films to me show that you could have either really grand, stories in for example uh justice league doom sorry uh, justice league flashpoint paradox paradox and um all-star superman but if you want more self-contained stories um the first wonder woman feature as well as uh batman under the red hood Mm -hmm. you know sometimes less is more both in terms of stories or characters so find the balance there and power through with that rather than trying to force yourself into these restrictive obligations on top of your already restricted obligations which is like the the, sh- the budget cuts and, and time restraints and stuff like that mm-hmm. also it helps if you like switch around different directors because i think like the the universe was kind of stale at first when they kept on draining all of sam liu's talents as, a, mm-hmm. as the director or was it jay oliva i forget but, but i like, noticed they, that they kept on draining the man's talents and the man is talented but Sometimes it helps to just give them a breather, you know? I think a very yeah. similar thing happened to Zack Snyder with the DCEU, and you don't really want to do that on your, uh, on your, on these properties because these are this is the thing that's lasted the longest for DC. This and, and, and the DCAU with, with Bruce Timm's universe, and you don't want to sort of jeopardize it, its existence, especially yeah. since it hasn't died out to have the resurgence yet. So take things one step at a time and focus on making quality products first rather than trying to shove Damien Wayne into everything. <laughs> yeah. And bring back Andrea Romano for uh voice <laughs> acting. Just saying. <laughs> All right. All right. So I think that's going to be about it when it comes to talking about Justice League Dark Ap- Apocalypse War. Um before we forget though, um also if 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 remotely interested in what Shane and I do outside of well, talking into microphones, you can also listen to our, or not listen, excuse me. Um, you could also follow us on our, um, I guess, alternate channel um, of Are You Cosplay, where we talk about and, and really show show you guys like how to how to get started with cosplay on a on a budget level and, and moving forward. Um, Shane, what do you have in works for that that you would like to mention in relation to Apocalypse War? I am working on a uh, Injustice Two Universe Red Hood um, because I like that helmet the most. Uh, outside of that, we also have plans for our own takes on some Smash Brother characters. Um, I'm doing Meta Knight. You can go ahead and describe who you're doing. 
I'm not going to tell you guys because you'll find out next week on Saturday on Are You Cosplay. Anyway, well, there you go. <laughs> um, well, what I wanted to, I thought, what I thought Shane was going to say was we're going to do, cause, and this was like when the trailers first came out, we were planning to do like characters from um, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned earlier how I have a, a Batman cowl based off of the animated designs. So that's what I will obviously be working on. Um, but yeah, look forward to that. Um, of course, as usual, as I must say, you have to um, please like this on YouTube as well as like this on other platforms. You could follow the Ghetto Fabulous podcast on multiple platforms, including iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and so much more, which you could find all the ways, always in the description. Um, as for myself, you could follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, all at Kirby Kwan Jr. That's K-I-R-B-Y-K-W-A-N-J-R. Please continue to support this podcast because we are broke, hungry, and starving, especially in these current conditions in lockdown slash quarantine. Of course, once again, my name is Kirby Kwan jr and i was joined with shane from are you cosplay subscribe to that channel as well and we will see you next time on an are you conference take see care guys. enough <laughs>